0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bellas Podcast. Yes, welcome
1: back. Well, we let the cat out of the bag last week, so I'm going to tell you all about my recent move to
0: Napa Valley. Ugh, Brie, you're making me jealous. You know, I just might have to join you. Please do. <laughs> all right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie, and this is the Bella's Podcast. You know, Brie, we've had such a crazy week, and I'm just so excited to catch up with you for a minute. Oh my gosh, me too. I, like, miss you. So let's pop that bottle. All right, you guys, so today we are opening up with a beautiful French white from one of my favorite regions in Chablis. Mm -hmm. A Chablis premier crew... Valorent by Billard Simon. Did you like my little French throw on there? I'm definitely going to throw this up in the IG story because if you are craving an amazing French white, and I know all of us have been binging Emily in Paris. It's why I had to go out and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I am loving that show. I binged it in, in a day and a half. So, and I literally went out and got a white crew and a white grand crew, and I had to have French white because they drink so much French white in that show. So, that one is amazing. Amazing price point, and your palettes will thank me. Ooh, wee
1: wee, wee Thank you.
0: <laughs> I have to say, the one thing about Emily in
1: Paris, it's. It, I love it. I love the fashion. I like all the spots they show in Paris.
0: But dang, she's a heel. Like, she's she's not the good guy in the show. Um, right. And we don't want to give anything away. But yeah, when you hit up that season finale, I'm like, oh, hell no. I know. <laughs> it's
1: pretty crazy. I was just kind of
0: like, okay, am I supposed to like you or am I not? <laughs> right. But it makes you excited for season two. So Netflix, if you can get on that, we needed ASAP. Well, they got picked up. I know that. Oh, that's great. But we just have to wait a year. And, you know, I found out the costume designer for Emily in Paris is Patricia Field, who was the costume designer for Sex and the City. Oh, you could totally tell. Right. I mean, it's major Sex and the City vibes. But I mean, she is the best in the industry. You want something fashionable. You want to feel couture. You want Carrie Bradshaw. That's who you get. So I thought that was really cool when I found that out. Like, oh, wow. Major French in the city vibes. Yeah. Ooh, French in the city. That was good,
1: Nicole. You want to know something funny? The only time I've ever, ever looked up a costume designer is um, from the show Grace and Frankie because I love the way Frankie dresses, even though, you know, they're grandmothers. But I was like, their style was so good. And I'm like, here I am trying to... Find out who dresses Frankie and Grace and Frankie. So there you go. Older women are extremely stylish. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the first time I ever (laughs) research.
0: Well, you know, Brie, speaking of wine, you know, it's kind of out there now. But you got to talk about
1: your move. About me moving. I know. It's really funny because um, I saw a lot of people Mm -hmm. on social media like, whoa, did she just move or what's going on? And I know people were confused because I was dead silent about it forever. But, you know, after some situations that happened at WWE with some of the superstars and then my sister's address getting leaked out with TMZ, I knew the minute my house would go up for sale, it would get leaked out. And, you know, there's just a point where like you put yourselves out there and everyone does now socially. Right. But you do want some privacy too. And we all have that right. And so I kind of was just like, with my move and stuff, I just want to keep it private. And when I feel comfortable to talk about myself moving, I'll talk about it. And so, yes, I moved to Napa Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like everyone's like, well, duh. Of course they did. You know, my sister and I have always loved Napa Valley. We have a wine here. We're always here. And I just, you know, I'm not even going to get that much into it because it was a very... Last minute move that happened very spontaneously, but the cameras of Total Bellas, of course, caught everything. And I feel like I should just let the magic happen on TV, let you guys find out on television why we decided to move because it is a little bonkers.
0: But yes. <laughs> oh, I- yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to save it because it involves me and it's a fun surprise. And even
1: E, I'll be honest, he's like, wait a second. Like, the season's not done filming. What do you mean they're moving? It freaked everyone out. Let's just say that. So here I am in Napa. And when Lisa Vanderpump, you heard her asking about the fires, we did happen to move at the wrong time. But we're safe and I'm in love and my family, we're all doing great. We majorly downsized. We wanted to be more simple. You guys have always known how Brian and I are. So we just were like, we need to get back to who we were before kids and let's simplify our life and live more country and we're doing it. And so we did
0: it. You did it. Guess (laughs) what? What? I'm doing it with you. That's right. There's the big surprise. There's the big surprise. So I'm also moving to Napa Valley. Well, not just me, but my family, Artem, Mateo, and I. And I know everyone was trying to figure out like, why did she sell her home in Phoenix? Oh, yeah, to be with Artem in LA. And that is the truth. But um, after Dancing with the Stars is over, we will be moving over to Napa Valley as well. Artem and I already have a home there. We're very excited about and we downsized as well because the Danielsons rubbed off on us in COVID. Ooh, that's and right. <laughs> just seeing a summer in Arizona, I mean, I I already believed in global warming. Well then I really believed in global warming. I mean my water broke because it was 118 degrees out. So um We just, you know, it's COVID really, you guys all know me, I'm the bougie twin and I love fine wine, which that will never change because it's grown from the ground, but I've always loved the finer things in life. And I, I will say the one thing COVID taught me was to simplify my life and in all areas, but I just started to look at all my things and I'm like, what does this really mean? What does this mean when we're in this situation? Like, what do I really want my money to go towards, you know? And for me, it was like seeing beautiful parts of the world, having amazing experiences and new memories with my family, going to cool places. And and I, I'm a foodie and I love, I love all types of wine and a lot of different alcohols. I, I just love tasting things. And so I just... Brie and I were talking, and I was like, wow, I, w- I want to downsize. I want to live in my dream area with my sister and her family. And I want my money to go somewhere else, making memories around the world with my family. So I will be on the Napa Valley train, headed to live with Brie here in a few months. Well, not with Brie. We wish. Right. But we that's, will say that's down the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding.
1: We'll say that it was definitely a twin decision, our poor guys. Our it poor was a, guys. It was a twin decision, but the cameras did catch majority of it. So you'll see it. And, and I think too, like for my sister and I, we just want to get down and dirty with the vineyards. I posted a picture where you guys saw that I was out picking, but I was like woke up. It was dark outside. I went to Hill family estate, helped them pick, saw the sunrise. And I loved it. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be more in the wine business. I want to get my hands involved in it. I want to grow. I want to do this. We do. And, and so you'll see a lot more in our future. And I'll start to post more. I just want... I still want to get settled in my house and um, get settled, yeah. you know, with everything. And then I'll, I'll start to like slowly let the world back in seeing, you know, what's going on
0: and how we're doing this. Totally. Well, and we have such amazing friends there on top of it and family that doesn't live too far, which made the move even a bigger plus. But Brie and I have some plans for downtown Appa Valley that we want to bellify there. So we're hoping those dreams come true and it is going to be amazing. Uh, My guess would be people from all over the world will want to travel to come have fun. right, Yes, at what is on our
1: vision board of a spot we want to open in downtown Napa.
0: Yeah, so fingers crossed because we're hoping this dream comes to life. The vision comes to life. I tell you what, I got made fun of for vision boards, but they, they're they paying off. Oh, I agree. And you know what's funny, Nicole, what we
1: should do. I mean, we did talk to Lisa Vanderpump last week, but we need to pick her brain because kind of what the magic we want to make happen there, she's already made magic happen.
0: In I Los agree. Angeles, so No, that's that's so true And Brie, remember how we were laughing When TMZ leaked out, you know, my home And they're like, well, she's selling it because she wants to get a bigger home No, yeah, no, actually, you're wrong And it's probably because you thought I'd have a bigger home But I actually want a smaller home I think A lot of people have been downsizing in COVID just when I was talking to my real estate agent. And I think because when you're locked inside and you have a big home, you're like, I never go in these rooms. That's how I was. I'm like, I never go upstairs. Why do I have all this space when I'm never upstairs? And it wasn't because I was pregnant and I didn't want to walk up the stairs. I just rarely ever use that space. Also, because I was scared for people to come over because I do not want to get COVID, but you know what I mean? That's what made me really want to downsize. And it's like, what am I doing? Like, you don't need all this. Be outside more. You don't need the inside. Yeah.
1: Well, it's true what they say. They say when you simplify your life and you don't have clutter and you don't have a lot of things, you're mentally clear. You actually, mm-hmm. they say you lose weight. Clutter makes you put on weight just because it's a mental trigger so decluttering I could, see that. I could
0: see it makes you feel tired and stressed like you look at it and you're like oh i just want to nap now because there's too much to do you know what i mean right and so like for me it's like just
1: when you simplify everything mm-hmm. you're also simplifying your mind and it's so great to like not have to think about so much and just to have days like i tell you what you guys i'm living like a european that's what I am. I'm European now. I swear. I just... <laughs> Brian and I are a little more lackadaisical. We have slow mornings. We're just slow with stuff. And guess what? If like we want to chill for the day and coast, we're going to do it and we don't feel guilty about it. It's just been really nice to kind of become that, you know? Well, you work a lot too. I mean, you make it like you just can chill every day. You don't... No, you no, no, can't no. do that. I'm saying I used to be the type like... I couldn't chill in a day.
0: So you're saying like a day where you can chill, you still wouldn't. But now that... I just don't feel guilty. You just don't feel guilty. Exactly. I'm the same. If there's no meetings or business to be done, you know me, I'd hustle hard. And now I'm like enjoying that one cup of coffee that I get. Or if it's the one glass of wine, I'm really just soaking it all in. And I've actually... I'm the same like you. I've really enjoyed having a slower morning Enjoying days off when I have them. I think, you know, being a new mom does that too. You're like, oh, I kind of can relax. You know, how is little Mateo doing? Oh, little Mateo, you guys, I'm just waiting for these front teeth to drop. You know, today he turned 11 weeks and he's still a week away from like using that healthier version of Gel, But he's at the point where he does need something a little stronger to numb him. Like he just woke up every two hours last night. He was in so much pain and I'm using, which it's actually, he likes it. It's been great. Pumpkin butt. So you can get it on um, Amazon actually. And it's organic and it just soothes him and numbs him a little bit. But I had to put it on him every two hours. Wow, poor guy. It's it's so sad. I just, I feel so bad, but it's so cute because he still will wake up and smile at me. So he does have those moments of feeling great, you know, and what I've realized, he just needs mom a lot. Like these are moments like he just wants to sleep on mom or be on me. And, you know, I just give him all that love. I will admit I'm very, very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is tired. I just saw her because yeah. we haven't seen
1: much of each other. And then I was just in LA and I just got home and... I did when I saw you. I was like, you're
0: hot, but you look tired. (laughs) I am exhausted. I need to figure out, can you do Botox under your eyes? Because the wrinkles that I've gotten under my eyes, like I am honestly going to get Botox when I'm done breastfeeding because it is crazy. No, I get it. Hopefully the day I can sleep again. You know, some of my wrinkles will go away, but I cannot believe how many wrinkles I've gotten under my eyes and on the side of my eyes. But my baby boy is so cute. He's getting so big. They grow so fast. They do. And I'm sorry, when people say days are slow and years are long, no way. Is that what they say? Yeah. The days are long. They say the
1: days are long and the years are short. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) See, look at this, how tired I am. But I, I feel like the days are fast. And I don't know if it's because I'm mainly doing it by myself. I mean, Artem, when he's here, he's such a great help. But besides that, I feel like because I count everything and I write everything down, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 6.30 bath time.
1: That is pretty crazy. I mean, I'll agree. It's been kind of like that for me too. But then there's definitely days that could feel a little long. But I am, you know, the one thing I loved that we have to tell everyone is how much Buddy calms Mateo. Like every time Buddy is around Mateo, it's like Mateo's little comfort blanket. It's so cute.
0: He is. He gets very calm and he just, they stare at each other. It's so precious. And then they start moving their arms and legs. It's like as if they're doing a dance competition, like a little dance off or doing sprints, but like when they move their arms and legs is like the cutest thing ever. What I realized with Mateo, if you're not paying attention to him and you're sitting right there is when he moves a lot, like his arms and legs, like really fast. Like he looks like he's dancing. Yeah. So he would do that to Buddy to get his attention, but it is crazy because he'll be really upset. And then when Brie came over with Buddy, it was crazy how calm he got and I'm like, oh my gosh. But he's like his little pacifier. <laughs> that's that's what Bud Bud does. That is
1: what Bud Bud does. I agree. He's so cute. He really is. Oh my gosh. It's just crazy how fast he's growing too. And not teething yet, even though sometimes I feel like he has signs, but he's not. I just, that little mumpshkin bumpshkin, he just gets yeah. me. He warms my heart. He does.
0: In the eyes, or a maple donut, and <laughs> in our eyes. So many of us love coffee Mm and like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot.
1: But Nicole, you have to let everyone know about the article you read, because I'm curious to know what our listeners think, because it was really interesting to me. But when you called me this morning and you were telling me, I was like, oh, we need to talk about this on the podcast.
0: Well, like a few, you know, there's a few articles. I was just researching a bunch of things. You know what it is, is when you're up in the middle of night breastfeeding, I tell myself, don't waste the time looking on social media, like just start to research things or I'll go and look at the news. But then I'm like, is this real? (laughs) it's so crazy how we have to question so much right I'm like do I want to get nightmares like are they real nightmares are these fake nightmares and I came across like females being breadwinners because I was just looking up a lot of like women empowerment stuff and just women badasses and all this type of stuff and trying to educate myself more as a female entrepreneur maybe this is what Lisa Vanderpump did to me when she was on because I loved everything that she was saying as a female entrepreneur But what I found interesting is how the divorce rate, the percentage is up higher in a relationship when the female is the breadwinner. And I wanted to dig into that. And so I read read a few articles. And, you know, it kind of makes sense to me when I think of how our brains work. But they were just saying that, you know, when the female is the provider of the household and she's the breadwinner it ends up going into divorce because the men aren't natural nurturers. So what needs to be taken care of in the household, so when the woman comes home from a hard day of work, like things aren't done. So then, you know, over time, they just become very unsatisfying relationships and they high percentage end in divorce. Wow. Right? But when you think of it, like they were just saying when women are stay at home, they naturally take care of the kids. Dinner's on the table. Homework's done. If there's animals, are they taking care of? Laundry. Even different things like, does the house smell great? Is it warm? What can I do for my man when he gets home? He's had a hard day at work. And they were saying how like a man's brain doesn't think that way. And so the woman has so much to do when she gets home. Like, you know, but not all. There are some men that do, right? That's the other percentage where they last. But then what they said is also because of how we've always been trained to think, it's also hard on a man's, like, I don't want to just say ego, but they are just saying mentally. I could see that. Where, you know, when the woman is the breadwinner, still in her mind to make her feel good, she wants to be taken care of. So she either wants an equal or the guy to make even more than her if she has an incredible job. Because mentally of how that makes her feel. And then for the man, how it makes him feel is he wants to be that provider. Like I want to be the head of the household. I want to take care of my family. So then it also puts the man in a bad place. I know like this has been topics before, but I just found it interesting that the more we're coming to equality and women getting the same paid jobs, right? and we're taking over more and more boardrooms, you're just seeing this divorce rate go up higher because women are kicking ass and taking over. Well, you know what's really interesting is that my guess
1: is that in 10, 20, maybe 50 years, it will be normalized. So then men won't feel that like ego part, or they won't feel that pride part because it will just kind of be the norm, right? Where right now it's not the norm. So we're like actually living almost history of seeing the switch. And so it's kind of interesting because I feel like as the decades go on and it is more normal, it probably wouldn't be such a big deal. Like men will, you're either that, what you're saying, like that nurture, that stay home type, or you're not, and it's Okay. So I'll be interested to see like when our boys are older. You know like, and
0: and I agree with this, but this is where I kind of want to talk to a specialist about this. Is that true though? Because I do know that our brains, if we go into scientific studies, like male and female, their brains are different on the nurturing side of things and so will they ever be that nurture? Will they ever think even when the woman has had the hardest day at work like I need to make sure that Food is on the table. She gets a foot massage and the kids are already like have taken their bath and they're in their pajamas when she gets home. Whatever. It may be. Right. You know what I mean? I I wonder if will that ever change or is it going to like be like, okay, this is my job. I'm stayed home. My wife works. So I need to make sure to have this to-do list. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it'll ever come natural.
1: I get that. And I would actually like to talk to a specialist to kind of pick their brain on that because maybe it is like a DNA makeup. Who knows? And And you know what? We should also just throw it to our listeners. Like we're going to put up a poll on the Bella's podcast Instagram because I would love to see if you guys are feeling the same way we are. But let's put up a poll, Nicole, and you guys let us know, do you want us to bring on a professional to like dive deep into this? Because it is interesting to me and you are seeing it happen more and more, especially with COVID. I feel like now that people realize they can work from home, it's just you're seeing the switch, right? So let us know if you guys want us to bring on a specialist or not. I think it'd be pretty cool.
0: I do too. Well, Bria, I have a question for you. How would you feel? Would you be turned off? Still turned on? What are your thoughts? This is me. If you're stay home dad, like
1: you, you'd got to take it on. You got to take it on with a loving heart and a big ass smile and fucking do the thing. You know what I mean? So Jeez. I would be. I would be like that lady. I if I came home. And the job wasn't like being done right, it would be hard on me. I'll admit, it'd be hard on me. And the only reason why I say it is because like Brian knows me, he sees me. I'm multitask, I make sure stuff gets done. It's like boom, boom, boom. And I know Brian has to do one thing at a time. And I'm okay with that. So like if I see the trying, like I see how much Brian does for Brian, right? And I appreciate it. And it's like, well, he's doing a lot for him. So I'd also like look at the situation like, okay, no one can multitask except you, Nicole, the way I can. (laughs) right? But it would bug me if, you know, they're expecting me to cook dinner after I was just like working all day or like if I came home and it was really messy or I don't know, those little things like dishes in the sink. Like, yeah, that would bug me. It for sure would. What about you?
0: You know, I, I think for me, I just would have to be taken care of in other ways, like the five love languages, you know? So I would still want to be swept off my feet in a romantic way, even if I was the breadwinner. So I wouldn't want that part to go away. It's weird because there has to be a name for it. And I know men have joked about this a lot, but I am that type of woman. Like I'm a feminist. I want and fight for women to be equal. They deserve to be equal, but like, you better open up my door and you better buy me dinner. I, now the (laughs) dinner thing, you know, it's fine. But like, if you want great sex, buy me dinner. If you want okay sex, then don't. But (laughs) your choice. So like for me, if you could still make me feel like a woman, like a girly, sexy woman, even if I'm the breadwinner, I'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? And I get that, but I have a, now. This is going to be really
1: like a crazy question, but since we've been in lockdown and COVID and all that, and you and I have been less busy, as in just not traveling as much, is there a part of you that sees yourself instead of being the entrepreneur, the badass career woman? Do you see yourself being a stay-at-home mom and feeling like that role is more you than maybe you always thinking you were going to be the this? top businesswoman, all this stuff. Do you see yourself more as a stay-at-home mom?
0: No. And I think that's a part of like some of my postpartum depression is that I'm just still have such a hustling side to me. And I miss being really busy with work and being in meetings and talking about deals, trying to close deals, doing the creative side, um, showing up for this and that. Um, I miss all that and it's harder for me to be at home but I don't know like I'm not I'm not a chef. I don't want to just cook all day. I like to be out and about and I I think that's why Artem and I work so well because I'm not a woman like that and he's a man like that. So it's so much fun to watch him cook and we drink wine as he's doing those type of things and the one thing I will say and I've always been the queen of I mean I kill the laundry game. Like I I love doing laundry. My laundry never falls behind. No one in my household. Sheets are always clean, whatever. Damn. I don't think anyone loves to do laundry. You're just good at it. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's never, it's never an issue for me. I don't know. But yeah, I I don't like even going through this and being in COVID, like I think too, then that's even depressing for me because I just want there to be a cure and I want the world to open up again because I miss it. I miss interacting with strangers. I miss that interaction so much. Yeah. So
1: it's weird because I'm a little different. I actually, because of all this, I feel like I would really love to be like a stay home mom, but I would love to still have to do business and something I'm passionate about, but it doesn't necessarily have to be companies like passionate about as in things I used to be into before kids. Like, going and doing environmental stuff, planting trees. Jeez, California needs more trees. My Mm -hmm. ass needs to get out there and plant them. And just like going and helping with animals and rescues. And it's weird. It's like, since I've been in COVID, I'm like, I actually hate that I waste majority of my energy on business. And I hate saying waste, but I'd rather put my energy in other things. So I actually feel like a part of me might be made more to be a stay-at-home mom because I love to cook. I love being with my kids. And even, like, I like to nap with Bert at times. There's, like, right. a couple times where I'm like, well, mm. why don't you and mommy nap together? And she, like, loves it. And I just cuddle her and we take a little nap. And And I love, like, teaching her how to get on her scooter. And now the only thing is Brian does at the homeschool, and when I see what he does, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. No, right, Exactly. The, I give the parents props for that. Yeah. Where like a lot of times I feel like the business stuff gives me a headache and doesn't make me feel good. Like I feel when I'm being you know, you're stay right. home.
0: The one thing I will say, and I think I'm going to have a, a hard time with, and I can already tell that I've already changed my lifestyle in a way, is I don't like being away from Mateo. I want Mateo by me all the time. Like, you laughed at me the other day when I said, hey, is it bad if the day I go wine tasting, I have Mateo in a front pack? Like, I thought that would be okay. No. uh, Crazy. but, But this is like where my mind goes because I want Mateo with me all the time and... I'm like a lioness; like my cubs should be with me, like right there. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely get that, and like he's that's where I feel like he's safer anywhere else than you know with his mama. But he's definitely not safe with you when you're drinking. Well, I've seen you drunk. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna be getting wasted, but I just I love having my Mateo around, and I think too, I'm gonna be curious if there's any studies with us women who have had babies during COVID and a pandemic and lockdown, like are are. Are us new different? moms and our kids all going to have separation anxiety because shoot that's true you know we need to bring a specialist on for that right I need to know. because if you think about it we don't go anywhere it's not safe for us one because we have a newborn and even when we are pregnant we are in that high risk category so right. I'm going to be so curious that when the world actually does open up, even though I miss it, I feel like I'm going to be like, wait, no, I can't go anywhere without him. I was just with him for this long, every day, all day, all night, no help. And that's the thing too. I realized a few days ago, I was talking to this woman. I'm not alone on people who could have nannies or who have had nannies during this pandemic have let their nannies go because if The nannies can't live in the home with them, then they can't have them come around their kids every day, right? So I just think of all of us, even the kids, like we're all used to being together 24-7. How are we all going to be when this all opens up? Yeah,
1: and I get that. I mean, I'm a little different with the nanny situation because my nanny, she comes over Monday through Friday and she goes back home to her boyfriend and But he stays at home. But still, but my thing is this, as I said, as long as you live by covid regulations and when you're out and about you social distance you wear a mask i want you to live and i i am one of those people who i feel like you go by covid regulations then you we need to live like we we also like it is a pandemic but life isn't over so that's kind of my feeling and so that's how i am with my nanny and
0: you know, you just have to pray that your family always stays safe. And that's how I live my days. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, I feel like my COVID days, even with Artem, and I think a lot of people are like it's in relationships. I mean, I feel like I'm living an episode of Love Island. You know, you go on there for like 12 weeks if you make it till the end. <laughs> You're sleeping <laughs> in the same bed, sometimes with that same person every night. And then it's gone and those people get withdrawals, right? I feel like too... Even just having those two weeks away from Artem, I would like cry in bed because I was so used to him every day, all day as well, because we were all in lockdown together. I like liked having him there. It's the best feeling, right? And all of it's just going to be really weird. But I'm really curious about us new moms, not even new moms, just anyone who's had a baby during this time and we're with our babies 24-7, like how are we going to feel? I agree. When it comes to separate, because I already know some things you said, like, you need to try and do this and that. It'll help you with this. But I I can't do this and that. Well, you can
1: mentally. Well, oh, that's true, actually. You just got to live week by week, day by day, month by month, whatever. And just we all just stay strong for each other. And we mentally will get through all this and yeah, and
0: we'll do it, you know. We'll do it. Well, you know, speaking of my fiance, we always have to give our Dance With the Stars update. So they killed it Monday night. They kill it every week. Three nines. Amazing. 80s night. That was actually really fun to watch and all the different songs. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of weird to see ballroom dancing with 80s music like that. That's what I was going to say. It was a little over the top for me. Yeah. I'm an old school type of girl when it comes to ballroom. Like I just... I love like the ballroom outfits and when they have a cool song that could be, you know, a a great song. I love to see what they create with that. But I want the outfits and the feel of it to still be ballroom. So that threw me off a bit, especially when it got so 80s. I agree. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was weird to see them being nerds and dancing tango. And you feel bad for them because it's like, how do we make this work? I I 100% agree. I almost feel like
1: they need to have like promo videos where they're doing their gimmick of like, oh, we're nerds or whatever they're doing. And then when they come out, it's in like the proper gear for that dance. Right. To really see the dance because it's hard to understand it, the beauty of a tango when they're dressed up silly.
0: Totally. So, but that's my feeling. Some people love that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, It was still fun to see all the costumes and what everyone thought of. And I mean, Artem at the end of the day is such an amazing choreographer. So I thought they did amazing and ending with the whole break dancing was really cool. And it was, it was. crazy. Cause I'm like, is my fiance break dancing. Like, yeah, they did really good. Yeah, really well. And so thank you all for voting for them. You have no idea what that means. And I'm, I'm excited for next week. I don't know. It's going to be a surprise. Me too.
1: But I'm excited for our next segment because speaking of fiancés, there's a really good Uh debate I have for (laughs) Matchup of the Week. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes... The sun is truly
0: out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable.
1: Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life,
0: Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new
1: season favorites at Walmart Now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to Walmart.com slash now trending. That's Walmart.com slash now trending.
0: Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Today In matchup of the week, we pick a topic to debate, and then we leave it up to our listeners to vote on Instagram who won the debate that 's right, so this week, we are debating about is it okay to recycle your wedding dress? Yes or no Uh Uh-oh, all right, so the rules of the debate Remember that we each have 30 seconds to make an opening statement for our side of the issue And then we have two minutes for final arguments free for all Okay, Brie, who's going first? Well,
1: I'm a big-time no, the big N-O on recycling your wedding Uh, dress So I
0: feel like I should go first Wow, okay, Miss Mother Nature, go ahead (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love how you do that. All right. Put the 30 seconds on the clock and
1: you Let tell me, me get when. It.
0: Ready? Go.
1: Okay. This is my thing. I feel like when you get a wedding dress, you're, you're in that mind space of, I got it for this person to see me walk down the aisle. So I think it's weird when you recycle it and you're going to wear it for another man going down another aisle because it's like your intent was for the other man to look at you. So you don't want your new man to look at you because the thoughts when you're wearing the wedding dress and you were looking in the mirror and thinking, you know, "Oh, how cute and special it was for someone else. So I feel like you need something fresh and new, just like that relationship is. It's like that wedding dress.
0: All right. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Go. Okay. So how I feel is if you got that wedding dress for a wedding, but the wedding never happened, I think 100% you should recycle it because for everyone who has been married, and I guarantee every bride feels this way. You never, when you put on that dress and you look in the mirror and you're with all your friends, popping champagne or your family members, you never once think of him. You think of yourself. You're like, this is my dream dress. This is a dress I thought of when I was young or I cut out of a magazine. I look so beautiful. Honestly, it's all about you in that moment. Time's up. Time's up. I was not done. I know. Either was I.
1: Okay, here we go. Okay. Two minutes are on the clock. Mm-hmm. Ready? Go.
0: So okay, how I feel is that... You're telling you, me no, though. No, Bri, let me... I, I started already. I beat you to it. But this is how I feel <sighs> that if... When you look at that dress and you think of yourself, if you'd never walked down the aisle, and that was your dream dress... I think that if you finally found the one and you are going to make it down that aisle, you should wear the dress that you dreamed of. Like you're just going to go get a dress that isn't your dream even though you had your dream dress and never wore it. I don't think yeah, that's fair. And I don't think I disagree, you should be judged for
1: it. And where I where I disagree <clears throat> with Dion is that you, you don't just like pop champagne with your friends and family, your girlfriends, and just think the dress is all about you. I really don't. I think it is like something you have in mind with the person you're going to marry. And my thing is, is like, mm, I feel I, like... I don't
0: know. I, I disagree I feel like with it's that. almost
1: a bad omen. It's like, you know, really? you're,
0: that relationship ends. I feel like Look, everything should end with it. And then you I, start fresh and new. Well, I think it's a bad omen if you actually say, I do in it. But if you never make it to, I do... I don't think it's a bad omen. And I have never, I have been a bridesmaid so many times, never when I've been wedding dress shopping where they, I'll admit, I had never heard like, oh, blah, blah, blah is going to love it. I've always heard like, you look beautiful. Oh my gosh, he's going to cry. We, we always talk about the guy's reaction seeing it, but we never say that he's going to love it. It's always about what the woman loves, what she wants, what she feels good in. And this is how I feel because I've been there and I, I have that, <laughs> It was it's my dress my the dress that I've always wanted the Grace Kelly the just the classic iconic. And I feel like I shouldn't have to get rid of it or never showcase it or show it because but really
1: like you don't feel like the intentions were different and that time of your life mm-hmm. was different. Like you, you don't think like, okay, like this relationship means something else, something different. So I'm going to show that it's something else and something different. But it's
0: me. It was always me. And I think that's also well, too, it's two minutes. So no, 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 no. But think two of the situation when someone's wedding planning, what if, they did it all. They did their dream wedding, not the person together. Maybe that's why that person didn't make it on the aisle, or one of the reasons. I won. Okay. Whatever.
1: Well because you went overtime and I agree with your last little statement right there but we're going to leave it up to our (laughs) listeners to vote who won this debate so make sure to head to the Bella's podcast IG we're going to put a poll up in our IG stories and we want you guys
0: to tell us who won this debate All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you all. And now you know, I am
1: officially
0: a Napa girl. Yes, you are. And I'm going to be a Napa girl right behind you, Brie. Please don't forget to vote on Instagram for the winner of this week's Matchup of the Week and tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bellas Podcast and call 833-Q-BELLAS to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas Podcast, so make sure to follow us at the Bellas Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless and you
1: always go mode if you drink along with us. See you next Wednesday. And as Bertie likes to say,
0: bye-bye.